So glad you're here today. Uh, I believe we have uh, a word from God for us. I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about love. Anybody know anything about love? <laughs> we we use that word for a lot of different things, don't we? How many How many would love you some apple pie today? You know, we we had we had a we had a men's thing a couple uh, weeks ago, and uh, and Larry bought this. Can I do it? Can I do an ad? Am I going to get in trouble if I do an ad? They probably wouldn't mind. Would they? What is it? Village something? Uh, village pie maker at H-E-B. And you, it takes about an hour and a half, two hours to cook it. But man, it's a reward. And you'll find yourself using the word love. <laughs> How many love a dog? I won't ask anybody that loves cats because we don't want to get in. <laughs> we got some people who love cats too. Man, we had this little dog a few years ago. Man, she, she went out and got hurt. She, got, she ran out and it was my fault. I left the door open and she got hit by a car. And man, she got all messed up. And, and uh, she, there was no way she was going to have a decent life. But man, we took her to this doctor and we were ready to sacrifice our financial stability. Just so this dog could could live, not very not a very good life. We were thinking about us. A lot of times, lot of times when it comes to love, it's about us. It's just like, what, what's it doing for me? In fact, when we love something, it's it's to the degree that we were good, we'll give up something for it, right? So that apple pie, I like that apple pie a lot, but I'm not paying twenty bucks for it. I don't love it that much. Oh, it's 15. <laughs> okay, I'll pay 15 for it. My wife will pay 15. I won't know it. I'll just enjoy it, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, we, we, we were looking for a new car recently, and we went out, and uh, we were driving this car. Man, they make them so nice now. It's like all this fancy stuff, and, and there was one sitting in the showroom, and, I mean, it, it's one of those... Um, it, it's one of those electric ones, you know, that, that just are amazing and until you look down at the price tag but but we went driving one and i'm telling you what you're driving it down the road we're looking at each other what are we going to do we got to have it we've fallen in love with the car <laughs> and you find out what you can actually do with some stuff and, and, and we're blessed you know and it's wonderful to be able to enjoy some things but I want to look. I want to look at, at love levels because, <laughs> you know what? When you, when you when you make a decision with a mate, <laughs> it's a lot more than just a car or a pie or something. I mean, this this is your life, right? I mean, you're you're, you're committing to to. <laughs> this is true love. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's, good. it's a real deal, right? <laughs> and what you're actually signing up for is the sacrifice of everything. Right? In fact, you're supposed to leave your father and mother and join yourself to your wife, and you will be one flesh, right? Um, but even in that, how many people today <laughs> were attracted by what first? By how they make how, how it makes us feel, right? Usually the looks category is the first one they have to get past, right? How do they make us feel about how they look? It's always about how I feel, right? Um, <laughs> there's, there's other things about that. How, they, how, how do they gratify me? What, what will they do for me? These kinds of things. And look, that can change. Because, I mean, it's happening all the time. Uh, people are giving up on those kind of relationships. Why? Because the criteria for love diminishes the level of love diminishes when the reasons change when the looks go away and they're not quite as nice as they were i really believe that according to the bible the the wife is supposed to worship the husband <laughs> that don't always happen <laughs> right <laughs> there's levels of love and on a, on a human side, it's all dependent on, on how we see things, how it's, how it's 
fixing it for us, right? Um, so Jesus enters the picture. God enters the picture. And, and his perspective of love is, is a different thing. <laughs> it's, it's, we have a really hard time relating to it. And, and, and even, you know, like, like today we're celebrating his death, burial, and resurrection. But, but to really understand why, <laughs> it, it has everything to do with, with love, but it's a different kind of love, and it's really weird. And I want us to be encouraged with this today because all of us are coming from a different experience of receiving love today. And some of us are really, I am. I tell my wife, I need some love. I need some love. But we need love from our Father God. We need to understand what that is because it's not just for today. It, it's, and, and this is really cool about him because what, what, what God's love is, it's a commitment before you do anything right. You don't have to look good. You don't have to be very smart. <laughs> we have somebody praising God about the smart part. She's smart. She's just trying to be facetious here. But, but he sees things differently. He says... I'm going to position myself to be there for you, to not just be there for you, but to, to, to raise the level of love to another level that you don't understand at all. And he does this before we, we say anything. Anybody remember uh, a guy named uh, Will? Uh, oh, man, I was looking. He's got so many great co- uh, quotes. He's a cowboy from back in the... Will Rogers, there we go. Man, I was, he has so many funny things, political things. It's just really funny. But, um, but he had this saying. He said, I've never met a man I didn't like. And you know how you can say that? Is when you decide what you're going to do before you meet that man. You have a predetermined level of appreciation for somebody before you... Man, this isn't happening in our country in a lot of ways today. In fact, we have to fight a lot of times. Man, I, I, I wasn't going fast, for, fast enough for somebody yesterday. And man, I got, I got an indication of which that I needed to go to heaven quickly <laughs> as, they, as they passed me by. <laughs> because that person was not impressed by my driving skills. At least the, the rapidity of my driving skills, right? <laughs> but what, what, what God does is he says, even before... You do anything right at all. And man, this is so encouraging to me. Because I actually grew up in the church. And I've had an, I have a, I've had an opinion of God. It's like, man, I'm messing with his love for me sometimes. You know, when I'm, I'm doing something that isn't right or, you know. I'm thinking, man, he, he, he can't like me. Not right. I got to fix myself before I get back to him. And he says, no, 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 never. <laughs> you don't, you could be the best you could ever be. And you're not changing my love for you. Because his love is different. It's on a different level. And so what what he goes ahead and does, he's kind of like Will Rogers. He says, okay, I'm going to just call everybody my friend. What is a friend? Well, usually they're, now my wife is my friend too, but but usually when you think about a friend, it's a non-family member, right? But somebody that you're committed to. Before you're even connected with them in any way. You say, I, I call you. And, and, and what does it take for that? Do you have to earn my, my friendship? No, he says, I'm calling you friend. I'm deciding that you're my friend. And what is that? That's a positioning of God towards us that says, before you even choose me, I've already decided how I'm thinking about you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful about Jesus that we have to understand in order for his love to really make any difference for us, man, there has to get to a place where we understand this is a different kind of love. This is a love on a completely different level. Yes. Amen? Amen? Yes. And, you know, my heart goes out for people that never actually embrace the friendship of God towards us. And what is that? That's, that's when I feel far away from God, and he's still calling me friend. Just leave me alone. I'm trying to, you know. He says, no, you're my friend. You're my friend. He says, ah. But I'm trying to be depressed here. I'm trying to be overwhelmed. But I'm trying to. He said, but I'm your friend. I'm here for you. Because it's a different kind of love. But, and and, and then this is what it is. Because the levels of love 
are determined by how much is willing to be paid for them. We didn't want to pay for that new car. We didn't come home with it. <laughs> but God doesn't just say, I'm your friend and doesn't back it up. He says, I'm going to pay the highest price that could be paid. You know, there's, there's some people, you know, it's like they're, they're fixing to, to get hit by something. You might say, well, I don't, I don't really like them that much. You know, it's like, it's like <laughs> now that was cruel, wasn't it? But, <laughs> but you know, your, your child, I'm, I'm making a contrast here. Hopefully you can see the difference. I'm not being mean or anything, but, but your child is, 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 is going to be threatened by anything. By a bad friendship, by, by something that can hurt them in some way. What are you going to do? You're going to lay yourself down for that. You're going to make sure it doesn't happen for them, right? And so this is what, what God does towards it. He doesn't just call his friends and say, I'm here for you. No, he says, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to pay the highest price. There's no love any greater than this. <laughs> okay, let me read this. John 15, 13. You guys can go ahead and get ready to sing here if you don't mind. John 15, 13. Greater love. So when you think about greater, that, that means there's, you can't just put all love in the same category, can you? You can't, you can't when we say love, we can't just say, say, well, that's what I already understand from my understanding. No, when we're talking about God, it's a completely different thing. Because he's ready to lay down his life. And, and who's he lay, lay it down for? This is really precious to me. Greater love has no one than this. Than to lay down one's life for who? For his friends. And God says, I call you friend. Now, before Jesus, it, it wasn't possible. It wasn't possible to have this kind of relationship. So before, you were slaves to, to, to having to do stuff, to earn it. To earn your position before God. He says, now I'm calling you friend. That means I'm positioned towards you, and all you have to do is get a relationship with me. Amen. And I'll take care of that stuff that's wrong. Amen. <laughs> so what I love about God in, 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 this, in this laying down his life for us, he's laying down his life for us so that he can embrace us. And in the embrace is where the fixing gets done. Yes. You know, before Christ, you had to... <laughs> Now, this doesn't happen with my wife. A lot of times, you know, if I've been out with my dog, my dog really stinks. His name's Tebow. I, I named, we named him after Tebow because it was the year that Tebow came into the Broncos. His first year, he, he was... Yeah, he was actually going into the, his very first game, and we picked him up, and you can't name him anything other than Tebow. But I tried having Tebow as a house dog, and it just ain't happening. He stinks. You know, I, my Braden asked me, he said, you know, why, why don't you wash Tebow? I said, why? As soon as you wash him, he's looking for some of that stuff to waller in. Because that's what he does, you know. <laughs> and I'm going to love on Tebow, but I guarantee you my wife isn't going to love on Tebow. And my wife's not going to love on me until I get cleaned up before I go try to hug her. Because before I can get close to her, her love is greatly diminished by smell. <laughs> and sometimes we think that about God, that we got to fix our smell before we get close to him. And he says, no, my, your smell is fixed in my embrace. I need you to get close to me and allow the magnitude of my love to take care of all the stuff that you think's wrong in you. <laughs> Isn't that good? All right, let me just give you one more. And then we're going to have this wonderful song that talks about the friend that we can find in Jesus. Amen? Amen? All right, let me look at Romans 5, 6 here. It says, when we were still without strength, that, that means we were stinking like Tebow. <laughs> in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. That means they're the ones that, that, that aren't worthy of it. I don't know about you, but sometimes, this can really be a problem for me. <laughs> the self-image of inability to be right. And he said, he... He died for us. His love was so great, he died for us. Paid that high of a price for us before so that we could know him. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, but yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Wow. This is love on a different level, isn't it? 
This is a greater love. This is something that, man, you got to get revelation of it. And if you could actually see, you know, my, my wife was talking. How many have seen The Passion, the, the movie? Man, you better get ready if you're going to watch that. Because, I mean, it's, it's pretty realistic. I mean, it, it's, it's, but what he went through to do that, and you start realizing he, he did it because he loves us. He loves me right, right the way I am right now. I don't have to get better for him to love me. No, he demonstrated that he likes me just the way I am right now. And he wants all the stuff that might be wrong in me to be cared for in his embrace. And he just needs me to say yes. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? And he makes it possible for us. So we're going to have this song. It talks about finding a friend in Jesus. Man, he takes us the way we are. He says, I'm going to take you the way you are, and I'm going to help you to be the way you can be. Amen. You don't need a Savior if you don't know sin and shame. You don't need forgiveness when you've never walked away. But this is my story. I'm a life made new. I'm the one who's been set free. Oh, I have found a friend in Jesus. He is everything to me. I have found a friend in Jesus. Yes, he is my everything. Oh, thank you, Lord. And I have a shepherd who always keeps me safe. I have a healer who knows my This is my story of redeeming love. I have come to know him. I have found a friend in Jesus. He is everything to me. I have found a friend in Jesus. Yes, he is my everything. talks with me he tells me i am his own in the joy we share what else compares it's like nothing i've ever known oh he walks with me he talks with me he tells me i am his own and the joy we share what else compares Nothing I've ever known Oh, I can't believe it I can't believe it oh, I have found a friend in Jesus He is everything to me I have found a friend in Jesus Yes, he
He walks with me. Sing it with us. He talks with me. He tells me I am his own. And the joy we share. Joy we share. What else compares like nothing I've ever known? Oh, he walks with me. He talks with me. And he tells me I'm his own. Don't you stand and sing with us? Aren't you thankful we have a friend in Jesus? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, have a seat. Well, I just want to talk a little bit more about this love thing. Aren't you grateful for the love of Jesus that he gave his life? I'm grateful that he didn't give his life unqualified. He was a perfect lamb. He wouldn't have come up out of the grave if he hadn't been perfect going in. So he came out. He came out victorious for us. That meant everything that he died for was for us, the ones he called his friend, right? Um, but it wasn't just, you know, when, when he was on the earth here, he was living among the Jewish people. But he came to save everybody. Aren't you glad God likes everybody no matter how we look? There's no racial things. Talk about things being equal everywhere. I mean, he, he just loves us all the same. Man, and the, and the great battle against that is, is to fight against that and say, no, you're not worthy in some way or another. God says, no, you are. In fact, I desire this for everybody around the whole world. Let me just read this out of John 3, 16. How many are familiar with this? Remember they used to put it up at the end zones a long time ago? <laughs> right? For God so loved... Man, this sounds like there's a level of love here, doesn't it? It's not just, oh, it's uh, village pie love. It's, it's something a whole lot better than that. He so loved the world that he gave. So you can tell how far, how high a level of love is by what you're willing to give for it, right? He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have Everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Isn't that wonderful? It's like as great as he is, as, as precious as he is, he's not looking what's wrong in us. He's looking at what's right in us. 
He created us. He said, if, if we can just connect here, we're going to do something great. Man, you're going to see that. It's amazing what Jesus actually says to his father about us. Let's go to uh, John 17. Actually, let me go back here. Uh, yeah, John 17, 20. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. So what God is, even with us, when he's, when he's calling us his friend and he's saying, this is who you are, I love you so much. He doesn't love us just so that he can take us the way we are and leave us the way we are. He, he embraces us not to just fix everything for us, but to become him in us. And it's such a powerful thing. Our life gets purpose. It's, it's like, he says, I'm going to do something through you. I'm going to touch the world through you. <laughs> that they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. He said, I'm not just wanting to die for you. I want to become one with you. I want to go beyond friendship to unity. I want us to be the same. He desires this passionately for us. Now, I just want to look at, there's, there's a, a few parables that were in our reading this week. And I thought, man, I got I to pull these out because it's so amazing. In, in Luke 15, there's, I'm just going to describe them here for you. <laughs> but, but Jesus is being challenged because he's hanging out with people that are unworthy to be around God. People that are not acceptable. They're sinners. They're publicans. I don't even know what public. I know what Republicans are, but I guess that's when publicans get saved. They're, they're repo I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That just came to me. I'm sorry that this happened. Okay. <laughs> but he's being criticized because he's 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 being around. Just even being around somebody, he's being. He's saying you can't be right if you're just even hanging around these people. And I thought about it this way. You know what? It, it's really hard to catch fish if you don't go where they are. <laughs> right? It's hard to fill up the boat if it's if it's at the shore all the time. You got to get it out there where it's at. And Jesus had a purpose in this. And so he responds to their criticism and he starts talking about, he, he says, what if a shepherd loses one sheep? He said, he's going to leave the fold to go get that one sheep. Now, and then he gives a revelation about how, how God is motivated. <laughs> he said, and when that one sheep comes back, there's going to be great rejoicing. <laughs> there's going to be great rejoicing. That means for God, just one person that comes back is worth more to him in that moment. Not, not I mean, he, he loves us all. But in that moment... He is so driven by the one that is lost. He is so moved by that. That's what moved him to send Jesus, right? And, he's, and he gives another parable. He says, so a woman, now the women, this is for the women here, okay? So you, they, a woman lost one coin in her house. Are y'all this way? I can be this way. It's like, where did I leave my glasses? And I can't do anything else until I find my glass. This woman in the parables, she lost one coin, and she turned the house upside down until she found that one. And when she found it, what happened when you find it? Great rejoicing. Great rejoicing. It's not a small thing. And then he gives one more parable, and he talks about, he, so what I'm seeing here <laughs> is there's people that don't even, they've never met the Lord. There's three different kinds of people that I want to look at here today, Okay. And they're all, they're all loved by God, but they're in a different position towards God. Some people have never met him yet. He calls them friend. He says, I, I'm, I'm in a position for you. You still have to accept me. But then there's those who have gotten outside of the fold. Accidentally, they just got lost. <laughs> this could happen to anybody. You say, I'm just not as close to God as I used to be. And, 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 the, and the idea that there's, there's a temptation to feel like you can't go back there because you're unworthy for some reason. And you don't realize that the attitude of the shepherd is, I can't wait for you to get back. You don't need to get right. In fact, I'm going to come out there and get you. 
The level of his love for the one that is lost is huge. Okay, then he, so so he's talking about these these two boys that are that grow up in this house with the, the guy's rich, and the one says, you know what, I gotta go find out what's going on in the world. You can't really know if it's wrong until you go try it. Have you ever heard that? So he leaves something that was very wonderful. He had everything provided for him. His father loved him. It, 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 it broke his heart when his son left on purpose. He intentionally left God, left his father. But what was his father's position towards him this whole time? It wasn't he's, he's, a, he's a bad boy. As soon as he comes back, what does he do? He loves him. Yeah. And the, the way you know he loves him is there's a celebration. There's a Wow, God really is motivated by somebody coming to be with him. He's so driven by that. He sent Jesus for that. But I like these parables because it gives us a clue into God's love isn't just kind of a, a, a distant thing. He's actively rejoicing. And, and, you know, I don't know about you, but I have opportunities to come back to him frequently. Not all the time, but you know what I'm saying. And, and you know... And, and, Every time I do, it's, it's like there's this wonderful release. Yes. I, I, I'm meant to be here. Yeah, amen. <laughs> He's made me for this, yeah. right? <laughs> so I've just got one more here, and this is really precious, this, this passage. man. I, I, so Jesus, before he went to the cross, he, he, he went and he had, he had a time with his father where he's praying. He's given this amazing prayer to his father, and it's, a lot of it's about us. And, he, and he's describing his passion for having come and, and what he's poured into his disciples and, and what he desires, not just for them. That, that, well, what we just looked at was his desire for it to be everybody, each one of us in this place. And then in the 23rd verse here, it says, I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me. And then this is amazing to me. You love them as much as you love me. Did you ever think about that? Man, I growed up in the church. And I don't know, somehow that just hit me recently for the first time. Yeah. God loves me yes. just as much as Jesus. Wow, that's a level, isn't it? Because sometimes we get used to hearing that Jesus gave his life for us and all that kind of stuff. But man, God loves me just as much as Jesus. Wow. It's like in prayer this morning, I thought, that makes me feel pretty special. But it also draws me to him. If he loves me that much, hadn't I ought to honor him by loving him back a little bit? Amen. That would be kind of the, the natural response. He's got a whole party ready for each one of us. And I want to encourage us that all of us are one of these three types. Yeah. We're one that's never known him. We're one that's drifted away. Or we're one that's intentionally said, I got to go try some other stuff. And God's heart is the same towards all of us today. He says, I'm calling you my own right now by faith. And I have a party ready to go on. I got an amplifier that goes to 11. I got cool music with kids singing it. You know? <laughs> then I'm ready. It will be my heart bursting with joy every time we realize that his love is overwhelming everything that would be wrong in us. Amen? Amen? His love covers a multitude of sins. He just wants us to be in his embrace. He said, I'll make you right in my embrace. What I want to do is I want to just take a few moments, and we're going to receive communion, partake of communion here this morning. What communion really is, it's, it's a representation of Jesus' prayer right there. He said, to be in, to be united, to be right with God. And so... 
what better way to, to, to remember what Jesus did for us than to partake in this today? But, but I want to encourage all of us to take a few moments. You know what? We don't have to be perfect at this. We just have to turn our face towards God. We have to say, God, I, I'm here to recognize your love for me and to say it means something to me right now. And I'm willing to turn away from, from some of these things in my life that, that were keeping me from going towards you. It looks like a risk. There needs to be, the love of God is, is so great towards us that he's not going to make us do it. But it doesn't diminish his passion towards us in the least when we don't. Isn't that amazing? Man, sometimes, have you ever had somebody in your life, you know, you, you did a lot of stuff for them and they just flat out rejected you? Just like really dissed you? It's like, what does that do for you? I don't know. Makes me kind of not like, not like them. You know? <laughs> wow, I've been treated pretty bad. <laughs> but God, we diss him so much. We, we say, I got other things in my life. I, I don't need you. I know you love me so much that you laid down your life for me, but I don't really need you. <laughs> and he said, I don't care. I still love you. Yes. His love is not dissuaded by any attitude we have towards him. And it's packed with provision when we do. We get life, and it's not just a little bit of life. It's abundant life. So what I'd like us to do, and let's just search our hearts for a few moments because we want to partake of, of communion here, but, but we don't want to do it hypocritically, you know? We want, and we have an opportunity here to, to get things right before God for his, his level of love to actually impress us today enough to say, God, I'm going to let you have this heart that you gave your life for. I'm going to let you have this life that you gave your heart for. And when I do, I'm, I'm, I'm going to receive, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in a position. When we partake of these elements, it's like we're ingesting him. You become what you eat. And he says, until you do this, until you actually become, you, you partake of me and, and you allow it to be who you are, all this passion that God has for us, it might as well not be effective at all towards us. Until we receive him into our lives and say, God, I'm the one. I'm the one that you're going to party over today. <laughs> Amen. He's got the angels all tuned up. He's got, they, they know how to sing in pitch and in harmony. And, and, and they got some drums and they got some trumpets and stuff. They might have some hip hop stuff. I don't know. But, but you know, it's going to be. Whatever is appropriate for me, there's going to be a celebration every time I come to him. Amen. Yes. Every time I turn my back on being outside of him and say, I'm here for you. Yes. So let's just, we'll go ahead and pass these elements out. My, my son's going to, we're going to sing a song here. And, and while we're singing this song, I encourage you to let there be, there's phrases in this song that actually talk about this. God, make me pure before you right now. I, I accept your love towards me. I accept your goodness towards me. And I ask you, I invite you. He needs this from us. He needs this invitation to, 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 to be our Lord, to be our Savior. He needs us to be able to, to turn away from those things that would, you know, our love for him has to rise enough to where we're really ready to let go of something else. Till we're ready to let go of something else, we don't get him. Just like I don't get that car until I'm ready to let go of some money. We don't get Jesus till we're ready to let go of some stuff. Amen. So we're going to sing this song. Um, you know what we could do during this time? Why don't, we, why don't we let the lights come down a little bit? And let's just, uh, let's have a moment with God. I'm going to pray here before we do sing this song. and, and uh, Because I, I think, man, what a, what a wonderful opportunity we have to not just come in and sing some songs and remember that Jesus died for us, but, but to let what he died for penetrate our heart, change our life. Man, God loves us so much right now. He's not looking down on us at any, in any way, not condemning us in any way. Father, we thank you for that today. Lord, we like, we like to be loved. We like to be embraced.
And Father, sometimes we need some help with that. We know who we are. We know where we've been. And sometimes, Lord God, we can, we can have an attitude that, that we're already good enough even spiritually. But you desire for there to be an intimacy with you. It says, I, I'm not going to let this world be, the love of this world be anything that lets me come to, uh, keeps me from coming completely to you, Lord. Lord, I pray this over every heart right now, God, that there would be uh, the Holy Spirit would even speak to us as we're thinking on that sacrifice that you made for us. Every stripe you took on your back. All the ridicule, all the rejection, even from those that you poured your life into. And you are doing it for us because of your love for us right now. Lord, let there be a wonderful exception, accepting of your offer of love into every heart right now. Let, let there be a let there be a prayer of, of acceptance towards you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I will wine your bread your body broken the blood was shed this is my reception of life from death this life eternal from the son of his blood poured out from his limpest hand now seals the promise our covenant hallelujah I can finally see him face to face the sweet communion and Jesus name my soul has longed to know the one whose life the price was paid his name is Jesus his name is Jesus I will remember your wine your bread your body broken, your blood was shed. This is my reception of life from death. This life eternal from the Son of Man. His blood poured out. From his deepest hands, now seals the promise. Our covenant, Hallelujah! I can finally see him face to face. The sweet communion in Jesus' name. My soul has. Please search.
every crevice, every pore. Take away all the weight that I've been holding and change me from who I used to be. Be the light inside of me. Wipe me, make me clean. Shape and mold me. Cause I desire to sacrifice to the king who saved my life. What a reason of the price. He is worthy, oh Lord. Please search my heart. Every crevice, every part. Take away all the weight that I Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for giving your life for us. Thank you that we can have sweet communion with you. And you desire it for everybody in this place, everybody in the world, God. You're not rejecting anybody. So you said to, to remember what you did for us. Remember that, that meal before you gave your life for us. How you broke the bread and how you drank from the cup that represented your body and your blood. And as we do that now, Lord, we, we want to remember what you did for us. But we don't want to just remember it. We want to experience it. We say that you're our Lord, that you're our Savior. You've delivered us from darkness. You've brought us out of that bondage. And you've set us free. And now we're going to partake of everything about you. Your body was broken so that we could be whole. Your blood was shed so that we could be free from the, the power of sin and every evil work in our life. So let's go ahead and take this bread and let's partake of it. And as we do, by faith... Let's see ourselves one with him. We've had a moment in his presence. We've made our heart right before him. Let's say, Jesus, I'm one with you. I take your wholeness. I take what you did for me on the cross. I receive it now. It's mine. Now let's take this cup. As we drink it, let's consider what Jesus did. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. But in Jesus 
shedding of his blood, there was a sacrifice made in, a, in an outpouring of blood that covers all the sins of the world right now. And that's how God can see us right now. He can see us free from all that sin. He can call us his friend. He can bring us in and draw us to himself because of the power of the blood of Jesus. So as we ingest this, Lord God, we just thank you for the blood of Jesus, for the healing that's ours, for the power over sin. And we give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. You know what? I was, I was thinking about while, while we were singing that. We're going we're gonna to close here with a, with a song about the king of victory. But what we're talking about here is victory for every part of our life. That, that when God sees us, it's just like when, when, when we look at our kids, we desire the very best for them. We desire them for them to be successful, for them to get a good mate, for them to be, for, for them to be victorious in life. And God, when he looks at us, he says, I'll make that happen for you if you can just let me be your father. And so there's victory that we can celebrate today in that risen grave, from that risen grave. Jesus rose for us so that we can live in victory every day. Hallelujah. Why don't you bring these lights up and, and um, why don't we have our, our worship team come up. We're going to sing this, this song just to, to, uh, to dismiss on today. Um, we, sometimes we sing some of our most fun songs at the beginning before everybody gets here. And so I'd really like this song because it talks about the victory that we have. What we've experienced right now for every one of us that have have found your, your place in that relationship of God's love towards you, whether you've known him before, whether you've ever, uh, whether you made him your Lord here for the first time, or you've drifted away a little bit, or, or even, you know, th there was a prodigal son, or the, the, the prodigal son's uh, brother was actually in the house. He said, well, what about me? And God says, I love you all the time. <laughs> so there's that love that we can have all the time. There's a reason to rejoice now because of this, this risen Savior that we have, he's a king that we can rejoice in today. Why don't you